Black Girl Known promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. Hey, y'all, it's Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory. And thanks so much for listening to the Black Girl Known Podcast. Hey, Dion. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today, y'all, we are excited, as usual. I feel like we start every episode saying how excited we are, but we (laughs) are. Right, right. Because we're talking about some things that we're still learning about, we still Mm -hmm. have questions about. Um, We both kind of grew up having some, uh, you know, certain <laughs> interesting ideas about yes. and are now working through them and maybe right. like coming to new understandings. And so a good way I think to enter the conversation is to maybe talk about our signs yes. before we get into what exactly we're talking about today. Yes. Let's do it. So I just turned 30. Whoop, 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 30 clubs, 30 clubs feeling good. Um, and so scary. I'm like very, I'm very here for 30. I'm very here for 30. Um, but I'm a Sagittarius, mm-hmm. and I I know that that means that I'm a fire sign. I'm very firing. Anyone who knows me knows this. Like, <laughs> I will be the one just, like, really passionate about something. Yes, ma'am. I will, like, really want to dive into a new experience. Um, I know that we're also, you know, typically, like, we love attention. We love being the life of the party. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we're also known for being hella blunt and hella direct, like, if you want an opinion, you can ask me and you know that I'm going to give it to you. If I love you, you know it. If I don't love you, you know that too. <laughs> this is all accurate. This is all accurate. That's true. What about you, Miss Aquarius? Um, so she just gave it away. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius, which is fine. But I honestly like love my sign. Like I feel like when I read about my traits and my characteristics, it's like dead on. Like I'm a very social person very like into people into like humanitarian type things Mm -hmm. you know serving um and then Aquarius women are just the bomb.com bro like when I read about my sign it just gasses me up because I'm like yes like this is who I am it's like being the life of the party being somebody who's really like lovable by other people this is true um very artistic and creative somebody who values their independence and that is me through and through like that's why I love my relationship with you because yeah. you understand that and like you're an advocate of it, you mm-hmm. know? Um, even in my relationship with my husband, like he lets me do what I want to do, bro. Like I need my independence or yeah. I, I just feeling caged in is just not my vibe. Mm-hmm. So I'm blessed to just have people in my life who understand that about me and mm-hmm. who still support me in that way. Yeah. But yeah, Aquarius, baby, we be popping out here. <laughs> oh my God. And then, oh, wait, is Oprah? Is Oprah an Aquarius or am I tripping? Let's do that research and find out. I know Carrie Washington <laughs> is one and she's gorgeous. So I'm like, yeah, I wish Erica Badu was one just because I feel like I connect with her so much. She should be one, but it's OK. Um, well, and I think the cool thing we were just talking about this earlier, like Aquarius and Sagittarius in our relationship. Oh, Aquarius. Yes. yes. Oprah is an Aquarius. y'all. Mm-hmm. So we when I reflect back on um, a lot of the people that I really vibe with well in a creative relationship and a business relationship, many of them are Aquarius. Yeah. You. Um, my very first like taste of entrepreneurial life, actually, which I don't even really talk about that, mu- that much, but I was the education director for one of my best friend, Amanda Levesque's businesses called Face Forward, which was an arts organization in Minneapolis that focused on artists who use their work for social change. And she was an Aquarius. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, why don't I know this? I know. There's like <laughs> many different past lives that I've lived. I can see you another Janice Bond. <laughs> yes. Because she's, she's had like 30 different lives, which I'm totally here for. She's amazing. She is. She um, is. <laughs> but no, that's super dope. I had a little uh singing career or whatever back in high school girl I was out here writing songs performing everywhere and my partner was uh, was a Sagittarius and so we had great synergy just like you and I out here doing things making magic happen um so now yeah I'm I'm in this new this new phase of life where I'm no longer singing (laughs) it's okay you're utilizing your voice in another way 
come on speak over and you know the only reason life. i said that i was actually talking to my brother recently also being like i don't sing anymore and he was Aww. like but lauren you use your voice and i was like oh, you're so that's right. such a word you know yes. like we're literally channeling in a different way that's so. true um, but i will make an ep before 30 go ahead yes <laughs> Can I be harmonizing with you on Like, it? no, I'm serious. Okay, Because we cool. did the hello, hello thing on that. Hello, hello. <laughs> you you know, sound good, though. You know we should do it again. We are. We will do it again. Okay. okay. We got so <laughs> caught up, y'all. <laughs> so we are so excited yes. clearly about this topic. And we thought we would bring in someone that we really love who is so in this space mm-hmm. of, um, like, ancient um, spiritual practices, um, really kind of mystical, divine feminine work and energy. And that woman is Tatiana Taro. Hey. hey. Hello, hello. <laughs> hey, beauty. Hey, how's it going, you guys? It is I going. Mean, we're excited. <laughs> we are. Yes. You know, I feel like today is a new day. I just feel so it's, different. I yeah. feel like a transition. Well, we're approaching place. December. Yes. Wait, so what does that mean? Well, you know, it's like, you know, it's like that mantra, new moon, who's this? That's like circulating everywhere in social media. Yeah. Like new moon, new month, new goals, new intentions, new energy. And we're about to close off 2017. So you're feeling kind of like the accumulation of everything coming to an end. That's, I feel. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's so real. Yeah. I'm Um, feeling it. Let's just start right there. Like new moon. What does that even mean? New moon, who You know, because I, this past year, have actually started to pay a little bit more attention to what it means when there's a new moon, a full moon. But what what does that mean to you? Well, on a scientific standpoint, um, the moon does correlate with our emotions. It does kind of interfere with the way we're feeling um, because it has this association with water. Mm -hmm. You know, when the full moon is up in the air... We get like a lot of, you know, high tides, turbulence in the ocean. They say a lot of crazy things happen to society. And since we're, you know, majority, um, a majority of us are made, you know, like what, 90% of water we True. contain inside of us. So we're also like affected by the full moon. Wow. We're affected by the moon's changes. So the full moon, I mean, the new moon is just a phase where the moon is void in the sky. And this is an opportunity for people to be really introspective in terms of what is it that they're going to bring into manifestation during the time that the new moon gets into a full moon phase. So it's increasing, right? It's waxing, so to speak. So it's waxing different stages. So when it appears to be a new moon, it's like, okay, I'm a new entity now. Like, what have I learned from the past month that I need to, um, you know, bring more out of in me, um, invoke necessarily or let go? Uh, what are my new goals? Um, you know, what am I aspiring to do? Um, what has been harming me? You know, what am I, what, are, what have I been resonating with recently? You know, my insights, my um, inclinations, my intuition. So when they say like new moon, who's this it's like okay there's a new chapter there's a new new month right that hopefully some of us have been kind of like evolving with throughout the time you just read Mm -hmm. my entire life like i'm pretty (laughs) i I kid you not first of all i know people on twitter who are following me like this girl is going through something because like you know when you're in your zone and you're like tweeting you're like going hard about the things you're going through and there's a shift in like the type of content you're producing Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, like that was my yeah. whole life. Like, cause November, ooh, baby, <laughs> November the was a month. Year or just like in general, I think it was a buildup. But I feel like October, November was like this explosive thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. all of like the the secrets or like wounds or whatever. All of it, all of it just came to the light. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. um, okay. and I've been very, I've been doing a lot of introspective work. Um, trying to figure out what, you know, what to let go. Like you said earlier, like, um, what things I need to like focus on, bring it out more. Like all of that is literally happening right now. It's so scary that you're saying that. Yeah. So a lot of it is, I can't, I like to call it scientific woo woo because there is some sort of reasoning to it. It's not just like, Oh, new moon. 
it is actually having a physical and an emotional effect on us. And if we're just conscious of what these cycles are, even in an experimental way, mm-hmm. you know, because some of us may be a little uncomfortable to dive into this world or it just may seem to be a little bit too far-fetched for us to even give credit to. Mm-hmm. If you're just like, okay, let me just play a game and just kind of focus on what emotions are am I pulling in within this time period and yeah. what am I actually going through and let me see if it actually has holds any validity to my experience this mm-hmm. is all based on personal experience mm-hmm. and if you you know find that it has some sort of resonance some sort of connection then that's what kind of dives you you know draws you into other things like other phases of the moon and like ritual work and divination all that jazz mm. you know that's, so that's beautiful approaching it as like <clears throat> just a test an experiment um i've really been seeing um and and appreciating and wanting a moon journal i've seen some of those out there that helps you actually see it from day to day so that you can kind of like reflect on how those phases then interact um, with your life. So I'm going to get one of those. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of step back a little bit though, and just ask you more broadly, like what your work is and, and how you consider it to be. Um, I know that you're really intentional around de- demystifying a lot of this idea of like magic and like intuition and allowing, especially it seems like for women and women of color to get in touch with how they can use their own personal magic to kind of influence or um, or rearrange the worlds that they live in. So could you just speak to, you know, how you got into this and why you're so yeah. passionate about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I kind of fell into this in a, how do I explain it? I, I've been doing it my whole life, but I never really took it as serious to develop a business out of it until recently. Um, I have been dabbling in mysticism and exploring what spirituality means to me since childhood. Um, I grew up with my dad and he is, I guess you can say borderline atheist, whereas the rest of my family are predominantly Catholic. So on one end, I got a no, 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 you can't dive into this. On the other end, my dad, who's a Pisces, who's very kind of similar to you guys, where it's like very creative, gung-ho, leader he's more like make yourself find yourself explore i'm Mm -hmm. not going to tell you that this is a pro and i'm not going to tell you that this is a con this is your your life for you to kind of create and to play with figure it out so at a very young age i've been exposed to a lot of philosophies ideologies um you know concepts of mysticism ancient civilizations um i went to egypt studied egyptology in university things of the sort that kind of all fit in the same circle and um reading cards was something very playful for me um i actually found a deck in barnes and nobles as a kid um i would go to cafes and bookstores with my dad and he would always let me get a book um and one time i saw this awesome rad deck and i was like i want this and he's like that's not a game you don't even understand what that is (laughs) like that's not a book (laughs) you're not gonna learn anything out of that so when I got home that day, um, my grandma had this playing card deck, a regular playing card deck in the kitchen. And I don't know what possessed me, but I, you know, kids that use their imaginations, I was just kind of envisioning that this was a playing card deck, the tarot. And I just started reading people like, oh, hearts, love, mm-hmm. you know, clubs, you know, good luck or whatever. I don't even know where I was exposed to it, but mm-hmm. that sort of interest and playful curiosity never left me. Um, that I was handed a actual tarot card deck in high school, and I would read people in lunch, and I would read friends, and you know, word of mouth kind of grew, and it was always accurate. What really resonates with me is the feeling that was left behind with people that I was reading, like people that were really feeling like they gained some great clarity over their lives or they were felt more connected with their spirit as a result of the reading and so what I say to people is that I consider myself a tarot tarot therapist rather than a tarot reader because it is like a form of going to a psychologist and talking about your life or talking about Mm -hmm. things that you may not have a good grasp or understanding of Mm -hmm. and hoping that you get some clarity and insight over the symbology that the cards show you and the cards 
necess don't necessarily have power. They mirror the energy you contain within and they just reveal to you what's in your subconscious, what you don't know. Okay. And um, depending on the reader, like depending how well versed you are in symbology and how you can read between the lines and how well you can tap into what you think the image means to your client you get a more uh, resonating impact on them and you get to help them kind of pull out the shadows or the you know unknowns that they're kind of working with. So it's not so scary as you know predicting someone's future, what a lot of people think it is. Mm -hmm. I say that it deals with free will and it's just a tool for self-empowerment and enlightenment just giving you a broader sense of awareness of something that you already contain within, but in this world that's so kind of chaotic and busy and distracting, we don't necessarily get to tap into that as easily as one would when they're sitting down in private with a deck of cards and a person that mm -hmm. they don't know and they get to open up in mm -hmm. ways that they normally don't. Mm -hmm. So tarot therapy, yeah, and I, I, I do that and I incorporate ritual work. Which is just another way to, to marry something intangible, you know, uh, spirit with something tangible like candles, um, spiritual tools that hold no meaning unless you actually put a specific intention. So I kind of teach them and guide them to be more conscious of what this intangible source is. What does it mean to have, hold space for yourself, have intention in your life, create and manifest and conjure? Because a lot of this is insignificant without our willpower. And that's what magic is. It's just really focusing and directing will to create a specific result in your life. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people don't understand that kind of perspective and mm -hmm. they give it more credit and there's so much circulating about what it is on a negative aspect mm -hmm. that they disregard the value of having this tool in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's no different than going to like an art gallery and having a painting move you, mm -hmm. feeling something emanating from the painting and resonating with it. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the same thing. Cards are like pictures, mm -hmm. you know? Wow. Thank you so mm -hmm. much for that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to digest all of that. <laughs> my oh, mind is racing. It's a lot. Well, I can share um, a little bit about my own relationship to these things and why I'm interested in it now. Um, so growing up, you know, I grew up in a black Christian household. And I remember, like, very vividly, like, my mom giving me magazines, you know, like, at 17 or, like, Teen Vogue or whatever it was. And the horoscope page was always ripped out. Like, my mom always ripped it out. And um, I also oh, wow. remember um, receiving um, messages about, like, you know, if I slept over at someone's house, like, not, um, not like, playing with a Ouija board. I actually don't even feel like I ever, like, came across one or, like, had a friend who ever was, like, wanting to play with one. But I was always, like, I was never told why, though, right? Like, it was always mm -hmm. just, like, don't. Just don't do that. And I then, I think as a result, developed all of this like distancing and um, just assumed negativity around all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that over the past several years of just being in various situations where I've gotten to know the value of energy work, you know, whether it's Reiki or acupuncture, learning about um, the way that like Eastern medicine and, and healing works as opposed to Western. I'm so interested in delving into um, more um, spiritualities that are rooted in African cultures. I haven't even touched that. I've had conversations with oh some God, friends wait. of mine who are into it and I like <laughs> yeah. can't, I, I'm very intrigued because like that's a part of my roots and my ancestry and like how to me shameful it is that I don't know that, right? So for me, I'm in this place where I'm just very curious and very open and very intrigued. And the very little that I have done that have gotten me into some of these practices, for example, like I did a tarot reading for the first time ever this year, and I intentionally did it with a black woman who I know. And that was amazing. And it spoke so much to what you just shared about 
not it being this thing that is going to surprise me with information that I don't know about myself or about the future, but really is just a providing me a, a kind of a greater like magnif magnification about what's going on in my subconscious and encouraging mm -hmm. me perhaps in a certain direction or, or a certain decision. I did like goddess card readings for the first time this year too, which to me is very similar. I did it a few days ago. On, wow. Wait, the day before my birthday with a bunch of my best girlfriends. Um, That's wild. I love that. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was great. Um, and it actually helped me make a decision um, that is serving everything about my journey and my path. Um, so for me, I'm in this space where I'm just like, wow, it's an incredible tool. Um, and I think I'm still grateful that, you know, um, I am aware of... Um, the, I think the caution around it too, it's like, I, I know that it's important to do it with people that I can trust and know, you know, I'm never going to like, absolutely <laughs> go and like, you bring up a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, totally. Um, but yeah, I'm in this space of just curiosity and, and very much interested in it. So. And how was the result, if you don't mind me asking, of the goddess cards? Did you uh, pick out some particular goddesses that you've been resonating with or just like yeah. mirror who you are right now? So I actually, I'll be very transparent about it right now because I don't mind sharing. Um, so I actually pulled um, the card um, Freya, who represents boldness. Um, mm -hmm. Literally on the card, it said, unleash your adventurous side, take risks and be daring. That and, is the Sagittarius. Well, okay, so by the time this podcast comes out, it won't be a surprise anymore, but I'm actually embarking on another yoga teacher training experience in L.A. I'm literally awesome. leaving in three days. By the time this comes out, it'll probably already be over. But Holy cow. I, Dion, you know this. What, yes. I, the opportunity came my way. I was She's excited like, what, about yes? it. <laughs> so the opportunity came my way. I was excited about it, right? Because it's in line with a lot of the intentions that I've been setting for 2018, including spending um, as much as I can um, the winter in warmer places, um, doing another yoga teacher training, because I just feel like it's been three years. I want to just come back to the root behind what what even brought me to where I am right now with black girl no, but also just with my personal like wellness and healing and development as a person. Um, and then also it's with a black woman. It's mm -hmm. with Koya Webb who's amazing. And so all of these things came into alignment. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Enthusiastic. Right. And then of course what started happening, all of these doubts came into my mind, all of these like, barriers that I thought mm -hmm. would keep me from doing it. Mm -hmm. And I was even like, I'm not going anymore. Like I started telling some people wow. like I'm not going anymore. So then what I decided to do was to just get really quiet. I was like, okay, I'm not going to actually make any definitive decisions. I'm going to see what happens within this 24 hour period, which was the, the day before my birthday and just pay attention to messages that I receive. And that will be then my deciding um, factor. Right. Mm -hmm. So in addition to pulling this card, which um, there's like a, a book that coincides with, you know, the, the goddess cards, it, it literally said, don't play it safe right now. Instead, take bold action in the direction of your true heart's desires. I was like, what? Um, and <laughs> it was really cool, too, because that night before I went to bed, without even having spoken with my mother, who was su helping support me so that I could go and do this training, my mom sent me a text that night, literally the last, like, the last time I looked at my phone before like hitting the hay. And she said, like, yes, I can support you. And so it wasn't just the card. It was like you know, some other things that supported me, but it was basically just like, yes, it affirmed what my intuition already knew because my first reaction to it was, it's in alignment with my intentions. Like, I feel good about this. And I let these barriers and these doubts and these fears temporarily stall me. Right, right. And that just kind of reminds me of the phrase, worry is a prayer for things that we don't want. Yeah. And I've been just kind of putting that in the forefront of my mind because when you have something you want so much, it's like, how do you get all this anxiety and fear and out I of the way? It's so like a trial much. all the time. And I had so much. That's the thing. Like, it, like I literally had – there was a portion of my day where I felt, like, sick. Like, I felt, like, physically ill with, like, my worry about it. And it was just, like – why? <laughs> yeah. It was a Did you get to the root of that? Like why things were surfacing up for you like that? Was it physical 
situations that were falling into place that really made you feel like, wow, I'm not going to go. It was a few things. It was like a few things. And it was ultimately me letting other things take up more space in my mind and in my heart than I needed them to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it spoke to me Where I'm at right now, I know this. I need to be more focused than I was even three years ago. I need to be more focused about the energies, the people, the messages that I let in. Yeah. And that means that I actually have to up all of my like spiritual practices and self-care practices. And so that's actually why I need to go and do this training. (laughs) Right. So because it's gearing you in the right direction, it's giving you that mindset. Exactly. Exactly. Is it enhancing your hours? Are you adding on or is it a completely different yoga training style? So it's another 200 hour. So I'll have 400 hours of um, yoga teacher training after this. Um, But the way that it's set up is um, it's her. It's Koya Webb's Get Loved Up 200 hour. It's actually her first one that she's doing. She's phenomenal. Um, and the way that it's set up is it's like an immersive experience and it's like, oh, wow. like very deep, <laughs> like very deep. So it's going to be a lot of like introspection and a lot of self-work. Which it's going to be a lot of shedding these layers and yes. crying and I'm getting down to the nitty gritty. Literally. Yeah. It's going to be powerful. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just a Deep girl. breaths. I'm just... I, can you repeat what you said about worry? You said worry is a prayer for things yeah. you don't want. Is that what you Yes. Said? Yes. Worry is a prayer for things that you don't want. Because, you know, what resonated with what Lauren just said to me, and I was going to ask you guys, it's like it, there's an exciting period I feel that's happening to many people. Yes. Um, where, wow, we're seeing a lot of things that we've worked for and longed for for such a long time come to fruition. But at the same time, manifestation is happening so fast that it's leaving us with a sense of anxiety and mm-hmm. worry. And it's like, oh, my God, you have to really be prepared for what it is that you asked for. Yeah. Because when you get it, you're going to – not everybody, but you might feel unworthy. You might have other situations you know, pop up that you thought you dealt with. And you're going to have to deal with it in order to you know, claim that desire and make it work for you. So it came – You know, I don't even recall where it was that I had heard this phrase or read this phrase, but it came at the right time where I'm like, oh my God, I'm shifting out of this new phase of being, um, being a mom, having a child, getting into spiritual entrepreneurship, you know, something that's pretty new, uh, wanting, wanting to be taken serious, wanting to dive in deeper, wanting to provide a deeper service. And then having to juggle all these new things that were not necessarily in my trajectory, you know, for the new year or in my life in general. So like, mm-hmm. it's like, how do I push the ego aside and really open up to spiritual servitude? What my mm-hmm. higher self of the most high wants me to do in this lifetime? What are my multiple purposes? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I open up to discover this along the way? So this phrase, you know, worry is a prayer for things that you don't want just really kind of grounded me and made me realize, you know, um, be present in your body, be mindful of what it is that you're invoking through your energy, through your thoughts, through your actions. For me, it's even more, um, it's even more pressing because I have this infant. So she's just a wide open energetic being that she's just going to pick up everything. So mm-hmm. I have to be super, super savvy and mindful of that as well while creating this life for her and for myself and actualizing my goals. That I feel like needs to be on a tote bag or on my wall because yeah. it just snaps me back into reality, you know? And That's so it, it grounds you in your magic. What is it that I want in this moment? What is it can I what can I take advantage these resources that I have around me in this moment to create what I, you know, want to manifest mm-hmm. ultimately. Instead of asking for more, how can I savor what it is that I already have? Mm. Without freaking that. out. That's a good word. I you love know? that. That's, That's a beautiful. good word. That's beautiful. And then it's about, mm-hmm. like, for me, I think one of my most constant prayers over the past year has been for, like, a spirit of discernment. And I have that. I have a really sharp, like, intuition. And I know when things are right and I know when things aren't. And 
for me, I think my next step is, and I do this, but I need to do it more, is just like listening to it sooner. Um, so could you talk more, you were sharing about like rituals and ritual work. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk about like how rituals and maybe even speak to a couple of them, if you don't mind, help serve getting in touch with your intuition? Totally. So um, ritual work for me really helps create a space of sacred energy. And in this space, um, I kind of set along a specific amount of time where I am kind of removing myself, removing my thoughts from my brain, removing my ego, as I call it. And I am trying to find the connection or, or specifically intending a connection with a higher self, my higher self, the most high. And while doing that, um, I find that it's more, how do you say, it really helps solidify the act of that connection by doing something physical. And rituals, you know, rituals don't necessarily have to be you lighting a candle, which a lot of people resort to, you know, a candle that has a particular meaning or intent to it. Um, I find that a ritual is just an act of repetition with uh meaning, you know, involved. And so what I, what one that is pretty popular is that people during the new moon like to write down things that they want to release Mm -hmm. in order to bring on the energy of manifestation, um, without feeling like they're limited, without feeling that they're going to get blocked. So you write things down on a, on a piece of paper and you really focus on the energy and the intent of what it is that you are releasing and you light it up and you you know you watch it burn some people like to do this outside so that the elemental forces have a play in it um and that's really basic yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or like you know people will do the lisa left eye (laughs) situation and try to burn it in a tub or a a toilet and i'm like okay you gotta make sure that it's not flammable (laughs) you know Um, but yes, so that's one, you know, for me, I don't necessarily revert to things that are so woo woo. I mean, I'm a Virgo, so I like to be like really down to earth, writing everything down, making lists. Absolutely. And so my rituals are creating lists, (laughs) creating lists and, you know, creating lists under an environment that is kind of. Um, special to me. So I will play unique music. You know, I resonate a lot with the Ifa practice, the Yoruban practice of where a lot of these different um, African traditions stem from, like Santeria and Lukumi. Mm-hmm. Ifa is the origin of it. And so um, a, a, a deity in that tradition that I resonate with, Oshun, I will play her music because her manifestation representation is the queen of the rivers, the goddess of the rivers, the goddess of the sweet water. So she brings about fertility. She brings about not just physical fertility, but fertility of that which you want to create onto the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, sweetness, um, how to be compassionate, how to be aware, how to not necessarily result to an emotional outburst but how to approach a situation from a higher perspective with ease and grace. So, you know, while I'm writing these lists, I play her music or I light a candle and I just speak it out loud. I speak things into existence. I don't want to overcomplicate things because then you get it in your head. You, you, you start shifting out of that. I'm creating, this is a creative act that I am uh, sharing with, my higher self or whatever it is that I feel I most resonate with and getting it into like, you're, you're kind of getting obsessed with like the steps and, and losing the essence of what it was that you were trying to do. Mm. So rituals should be very simplistic. Rituals shouldn't be like turn to page 24 and repeat steps A to Z, you know? In fact, I tell people, you know, 
a birthday's a ritual, a wedding's a ritual, a ritual. Mm-hmm. the way you brush your teeth. So brushing my teeth in the morning, I take that time to, to create a gratitude list in my brain or to focus on the feelings that I want to inject in the day, that I want to experience in the day. I use my shower time to get rid of any negative energy that I feel might be on me, mm. a sense of exhaustion, mm-hmm. a sense of anxiety, especially when I'm working with so many people. Mm-hmm. Um and they come in with different backgrounds and different situations, I want to make sure that I'm an empty slate in order for me to best serve them and not have that energy just stuck on me. So I clear, I visualize, you know, a particular light, a golden light, a white light from the shower emanating and and kind of rinsing all that toxicity down. If I need more financial abundance, I am visualizing that. But the key is in letting go and not having that sense of being a control freak, which is my most difficult thing. (laughs) You know, letting it go and saying, okay, I'm, boop, I'm dropping this idea into the universe. You know, the universe knows best on how to deliver. I'm going to move myself out of the way and I'm just going to observe the myriad of ways that it shows up for me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, those are ways that it's more mental oriented than it is you physically doing a series of steps. It's what you put into it. (laughs) Wow. I have a question because I'm I'm totally this is all like foreign territory to me. Um, And I just have a lot of questions. One of them being like. I know you spoke earlier about being a tarot. First of all, I was saying, I kept saying tarot. I'm from the South. You can, you can definitely. Oh, that's okay, girl. Ta- Wait, that's how you say it? You can say it like that, too? Yeah. Tarot? That oh, is honestly mm-hmm. hilarious. Well, oh. I was correcting her. I thought it was only tarot. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. No, I've definitely heard people say tarot. 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 Oh, you know, interesting. I, in, in Italy, they say tarocci. Oh, you know, so. I think I want to say it like that. Tarochi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you were, you were speaking to being like a tarot. Now I'm saying tarot now. Mm-hmm. Tarot um, <laughs> therapist. What is the difference between you, like what you do and like um, the type of service I would get from a person who reads my palm? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so um, a palm reader you know what? I don't think there are too many uh, lack of similarities, with the exception that I am, I am picking up on signs and symbols and interpreting art in these cards, whereas she's interpreting or they're interpreting the art of the lines in your palms. I feel like they are still accessing... Uh, a, a consciousness, a broader sense of consciousness beyond them where it, it kind of allows them to find the connection between your energy and theirs mm-hmm. and just channel channel whatever information that you most need without interjecting their own opinions or judging or, you know, um, just interfering with their minds, so to speak. There aren't too many dissimilarities. It's just a different style. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, um, now because I'm not too savvy with palm readings, I don't know if they can access your subconscious mind and tarot focuses on that. Tarot really focuses on um, allowing you to kind of find some resonance in these symbols uh, that you're not necessarily understanding in your own life. You know, like what does the star symbolize in your everyday life, you know, how is it showing up for you? Um, whereas, you know, I think palm readings might be dealt a little bit more with the present, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know if I'm even articulating this right. Uh, palm readings, they have a particular tradition to them that doesn't allow them to stray from that. So I feel like it's, this line means that and that's that. Like if it's curved in this way, mm-hmm. that's just the way you're going to be. I don't know necessarily if you have any free will in palm reading. I would assume so because your lines do shift. Um, and, I, you know, as your energy energy shifts, I've heard that your lines could potentially shift if I'm not mistaken. Um, but you do have free will in tarot. Tarot can be like your energy is like, 
kind of whack right now. You're feeling this way about your finances. This stems from childhood when your parents didn't have enough. So mm. that's programmed in you and you're repeating those behaviors now. But now that I'm telling you this and you know it, it doesn't mean that you're going to have a financial crisis happen. You gotcha. can definitely shift it. Right. Whereas in palm reading, you know, it may be like, oh my God, you believe this way about finances and that's how it is for now. That, that I don't know if that's liable to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would assume that, that it's, a, it's a form of divination. It's a form of accessing a higher energy and interpreting the messages from that um, for, for a person. So I would assume it's kind of like the same thing. Gotcha. Okay. That was a lot. All of this is like, I'm sorry. Girl, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, no, no. It's great. I've just never heard someone break it down. It's like still new to me. So I'm just trying to like digest and understand it all. But no, you're doing fabulous. Girl, that's what I'm working on. This is a book that I'm working on, how to demystify this and, and, and take a modern approach so we can apply it in our everyday lives and not just like on the full moon or something. You know, how to incorporate astrology in your business how to incorporate tarot in your business, you know? Do you think that everyone is capable of, or that anyone is capable of like, because I mean, I would, the way you talk about being a tarot therapist um, and being able to um, have access, I don't know, to like certain insights about a person, it's kind of like the spirit of discernment in a sense. It's like, how, how are you able to like, not get all this information, but how, how are you able to like, um, what am I trying to say? Um, discern like a, a, a certain energy from a person or like, you know, certain things about their backgrounds and all that stuff. Like how, how do you access that? Are you asking her in particular as someone who's in this work or how do all of us do that? Cause all of us do that. How do you do that? Tatiana? I wish I could really, um, conceptualize and, and really put a label to what it is that I do and how to access this. I think a lot of it has to deal with faith Mm. and um, feeling what is right. And I actually approach it. I think what makes me have an effective um, connection with most people is that I approach it as this is a possibility. It is not set in stone. I really may not know anything. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. it's experimental. Like I mentioned earlier, it's not set in stone. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm not trying to convince anything. Yeah. I'm just opening up to what I feel is, you know, this benevolent sense of spirit that we're all connected in. Mm-hmm. So with my belief that we're all connected, if I feel something that I'm specifically asking for from you, then it, it must be in you too. So mm. whether that's like, okay, tarot cards, give me insight on her love life. Ooh, I'm picking up on this image or I just feel like I feel things and I'm trusting this feeling and it's a, it's a really comfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like two girlfriends in a room. It's not like this is what's going to happen because you've been screwed over so you might as well just forget about that Prince Charming. That is what happens with a lot of readers, wow. <laughs> which is why it's so important, as Lauren stated before, like you really need to find the person that you connect with gotcha. when you're going to be so intimate because it mm-hmm. is an intimate process. Absolutely. I mean, if you're talking about like these cards can potentially reveal an aspect of myself that I'm not aware about, you know, your subconscious is what creates your reality. So you want someone that's not going to feed negativity mm-hmm. in you. So you breed negativity. You want somebody that wants the best for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a labor of love. And so I come in with that mindset. I come in completely unprepared for what may potentially happen uh, as prepared as I can be from my perspective Mm -hmm. and then I uh say a prayer um invoking the best of this situation so I'll be like for the highest good of all involved I ask that my ancestors come through and protect us and give us insight and clarity on whatever it is that you may need to know during this time may you use this for your you know for your best benefit may you be in alignment with your power let's open up the cards And you have to address these things. It's not always necessary that you have to address the cards so specifically, but I would prefer because if you're coming to an oracle, you're coming to a reader, there must be some sort of 
intriguement that you that's been bringing you there there must be some sort of question or Mm -hmm. intention some lingering energy that you want to kind of discover so I open up the gates and I let people know what is it that brought you to the tarot like what is it that you're dealing with what do you need clarity on what do you need insight on Mm -hmm. and some people just want to be surprised some people are like what's the message Mm -hmm. I just want a message Mm -hmm. and it usually just it resonates it really connects Mm-hmm. I, I really um, appreciate how, how you just talked about, like, what's the message, like the intention that you bring to it. Um, mm-hmm. I think with any kind of, like, energy work or spiritual work, that's really helped me shape the experience, like, tremendously. So um, I'm going to shout someone out because she's amazing and I love her, Liana Naima. She's one of my spiritual guides. Um, I had a Reiki and a breathwork session with her in New York that like shifted something within me (laughs) forever. Um, And she's someone that we featured and talked about on our platform before. We're absolutely going to have her on the podcast at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, But with her, I learned the importance of intention setting before you do anything. You know, I would even say before you go to do a yoga class, if you're approaching that yoga class as anything more than fitness, like if you're going to go and just get a workout and stretch, cool, right? But if you're going in and you acknowledge that there is a holistic benefit to this practice, bringing an intention into it is so powerful. Before I had my session with Leanna, a week before, she said, think of an intention and think about it all week before we have this session. And because of that, I was a lot more vulnerable in the session. A lot of things came up that I needed to come up that I probably otherwise would have been like, I'm going to be real surface with it and just get some good breathing out of this and leave. You know what I mean? But because of that intention, it also allowed for me to be the one with the power, I think, too, which I think is also really big in this kind of work, too. It's like, I think especially with social media, and you probably get this all the time, I'm sure your DMs are real interesting, um, where people are Girl. coming to you <laughs> for you to tell them things or give them things. And I think mm-hmm. with all of this, it's always about us, you know? I think what you were talking about before, where um, at the end of the day, like, what you're doing is helping interpret the art, but also helping then the person interpret their subconscious or get in touch with their subconscious. Like, the first time I did a, a tarot reading, um, I remember the woman guiding me in it, like, she was paying attention to the most, to me, seemingly minute things about the card. Like, there was, like, a little cat in one. She was talking about how I was the cat. And I was like, what? I didn't even notice the cat, you know? But the way that she talked about it, I was like, oh, wow, I am that cat, you know? <laughs> and, like, all these little things about the card that seemingly are just, like, not important, but... You would think are trivial, but they yes. really contribute to yes. yeah. our our experiences mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so, so it's my hope yeah it's my hope that you know um my service helps inspire people to kind of gain a deeper lens into their own lives mm-hmm. look at things that they would normally be oblivious to you know besides our energy and our thought forms and the way we act you know i um don't necessarily believe in coincidences and and I feel like once you tap into that potential what are synchronicities you know um how do things fall into place once I actually solidify an intention once I actually commit to something how do things start now molding themselves around that form so I feel like when people are a little bit more savvy about that and they're now in tune with a bigger source within them a bigger source outside of them. They know how to marry the two. They know how to communicate. You don't need a tower reading. You know, the point is not to be dependent on this. The point is that there, everything is an oracle. You know, looking up to the sky, having a conversation with your mother and, and listening to the subtleties of that conversation that might, you know, ring something in you that you guys didn't, you know, expect to have surface up um the way you eat your cereal mannerisms things like that like everything can be interpreted into a more meaningful act Mm -hmm. if you choose to see your world that way of Mm -hmm. course i'm not saying please just go overboard and be obsessive and be like oh my god that's what that meant (laughs) like some people really take it overboard Mm -hmm. but it's more about how can i be more conscious 
how can I, and this is what I call my Instagram page is like explorations and consciousness. How do I just, you know, kind of find what connects with me, what resonates with me, what is my relationship to spirit, what is spirit, you know, um, what is energy, why, how do I manifest things, like what is that, what are the signs in my life telling me, you know. And that is a good question. How do you manifest things? So many people ask me that question and I'm like, bro, I don't know. I just, I feel like, well, I do it. I do it, but I don't know. It's like, I feel like God just kind of orchestrates everything. Like Mm, I just be like, Lord, you know, I want this to happen or I'll talk about it or I'll write it down. And then it's like, boom. It's kind of like Erica Badu when she said, when you write it down, it becomes a spell. It is. Yeah. And I just see it happen. But I feel like that's not... Well, you know what? I feel like that's not the answer that people are looking for, but that's the only answer I can give. And so I feel kind of bad because it's like, that's <laughs> that's all I have to say. Like, <laughs> Right. I mean, it's a little difficult and challenging to, to answer, but I feel like we're kind of, you know, you could use it in whatever way you want to describe that relationship to you, but we're like married to God where God plays its own role and I play my own role. And my role is to ask for the specific things and clarify what it is that I want. And that's my role. I step back and I see how X, Y, and Z can provide for it Mm, it, mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I see how little things around me are manifesting to give me what I, you know, expanded upon you know i see yourself um i see myself as kind of like a a vessel of the divine you know god is wanting to express itself through me absolutely so who am i to stop and limit and block that expression Mm -hmm. you know i'm just gonna clarify you know oh i'm getting this insight i want to do this i really want to get into um writing or i want to get into you know photography or whatever that's god giving me the programming hey there's something i got to channel through you now it's your job to get out of the way and just kind of use the little blessings around you to make it happen yeah and it's more it's it sounds so simple but like we overcomplicate we're creatures of complications (laughs) we like complicate everything yeah i think people want like a super deep uh response and it's like no like you just said it's that simple like god is just blessing you with a vision and it's up to you you know to be an instrument and go out there and do it or not i love that that. right right a lot of times people don't know like they're like i don't know my purpose or what am i supposed to do i'm like it's literally right under your nose yeah you have so many purposes too so i feel like I get people that are like, well, I don't know, you know, I feel like this spirituality thing is booming. So I kind of want to just quit my job and do tarot cards. But like, I also feel like I want to help the homeless as well. And it's like, what's my purpose? I'm like, your purpose is doing what you're doing right now is being introspective and trying to figure out what your next step is. Mm -hmm. Your purpose is this present moment. Mm -hmm. And when something, uh, I guess, more tangible solidifies out of that, then yeah, I mean, you're just, you're like... Uh, how do I say it? You're a multifaceted being. You can't just like put yourself in the box Absolutely. and be like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get stuck because that's like not our truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're constantly evolving. Constantly. I would hope so. Not everybody. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we could obviously clearly talk with you all day, especially because this is largely new to both of us um Mm -hmm. is there anything that you think you know our community should know or be left with like what is maybe something that's showing up in your life profoundly lately that you're just like i want more women of color to really you know connect with this Mm -hmm. oh gosh um well aside from intention setting i would say what i i i find myself repeating in a lot of these tarot meditations that i do on my social media pages and talking to clients and talking to my girlfriends is really claim your space claim your space um you know and what that means is just be fearless be bold Make it work. Make it happen. You have one life to live. There's enough to go around for many people. There's a lot about jealousy, competition. Of course, I'm going to say support support your women, support your friends. Mm-hmm. But also with that mindset comes like if you're secure and you're confident about yourself, about what you can bring to the table, about who you are, if you're you know knowledgeable about who you are, 
and you're in alignment with your power, then it's not going to bother you that someone else is thriving. We are, oh, there's enough room for everyone to thrive. So, you know, I think we take for granted time and that's something I've been noticing. Um, it's just flying by so quickly. I don't know what the hell it is, but during that time I see a lot of stuff that I want to create happen, which is great. So I'm like, what's next? But don't stop yourself from questioning what's next. You know, really assume the biggest version of yourself that you can and really trust the insight that you get on a daily basis. And don't be a hater. (laughs) Don't be a hater. If you find, like, it's it's totally normal to feel the type of way sometimes. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God, what is going on with me? I'm not at the level that I thought I would. This person is. That's totally normal. But then question, like, why is this surfacing up to me, with me? Um, What's the message here? What is it that I need to be doing to show up for myself? Yeah. Um, What do I need to let go of? You know, maybe you just need some space and time with yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to like fall back for yeah, a second. That is so key. I literally just had a therapy session last night. And one of the things that my therapist was um, really talking about with me was always going to the source of my feelings. Like yep. I'm so quick to let my feelings dictate um, a reaction or a decision. Um, and sometimes what I need to do is just sit with the feeling and be like, what is this feeling actually about? You know, right. What is this feeling actually about? And I think it's all about slowing down, too. For me, I've been really, really, really fast, fast, fast. Go, go, go. The past three years. And I'm really, hey, y'all, mark my words and hold me to it. Help me <laughs> slow down in 2018. OK, Dion? I will. I'll help you slow down. You need to slow down, <laughs> too. I sure do, child, before I run myself ragged. We all do. <laughs> oh, Lord. And your baby is probably forcing you to slow down. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. At the same time, I feel like, why are you getting thicker than a snicker so quickly? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Oh my god! I just pushed you out like a month ago, and now you're like all plumpy and this like nice caramel chocolate roll of goodness, and it's like. (laughs) I'm obsessed with babies. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh my gosh! Tell us one thing she has taught you. Um, she has taught me how to be more compassionately present with people Mm. and and exactly like get the get to the root of my emotions don't just like it's such a frustrating thing when you have a baby in in the best of ways it really does change your world it changes your relationship with yourself it changes my relationship with my partner and you know it's like oh my god this portal i'm responsible for this little being (laughs) you know everything is shifting and it can really make you feel anxious it can make you feel a little uh and um, especially I've, I've been witnessing even more so other people's reactions and where they come from and how they claim their space, how they walk and come into a space. It's just like I'm more conscious of energy in general. So she's been teaching me, okay, I have to be, uh, you know, elevating higher. I need to vibrate higher for myself and for her so that we can have the best of all outcomes come out, you know. Wow. Wow, that's beautiful. Everything you said yeah. has been beautiful. Com- like, oh, you've just been reading my entire life, and I'm like here for it, girl. It's just I, yeah, and I, you didn't even get a tower reading. I know, <laughs> I know. I feel like um, these podcast conversations that we're so blessed to have. I feel a little selfish every time because I feel like we get to. It's like something that we sincerely enjoy doing. Yeah, absolutely. And we get to talk with such amazing people like you. And then we get to share Thank it with you. like so many people. We just looked at the number of listeners that we have like updated and we were like, wow. So shout out to all of our amazing Sweet. community because it's like an overwhelming connection that we absolutely. sense with all of you, even mm-hmm. if we don't get to see you. And thank you to people like Tatiana. We get to share phenomenal wisdom. Yeah. That's so necessary. Thank to be you guys. Shared. Blessings, absolutely. I'm really grateful to be on this platform. Yeah, you guys brought up some really, really interesting things to talk about that don't necessarily get to be expressed ever. Wow. So well, that's really great. grateful yeah, to have done great. so. We're just curious. Yeah, over here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No? Lovely. Well, we are definitely going to stay in touch with you. Um, for anyone who's you know listening right now and doesn't know how to connect with you, like, can you just shout out some of your handles and places? Totes, totes. Um, if you're interested in a tower reading or to read more 
about it, you can go to my website, myurbanillumination.com. Um, or you can follow me on my social media tabs at Tatiana Tarot, T-A-T-I-A-N-N-A, Tarot, on Twitter and Instagram. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we'll be connecting with you, I'm sure. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are most welcome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> You're dope. <laughs> All right. This was fun. So fun. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, to stay in touch, be sure to join our email list at blackgirlandome.com. Follow us on Instagram, say hello to us on Twitter, and like us on Facebook at Black Girl and Gnome. There are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell, but don't have a place to share them. Post Loudness, our podcast collective, wants to create a community of unique voices and audio. Love to James T. Green, Cher Vincent, and Alex Cox for creating Post Loudness and letting us be a part of it. Special love also to Aline Kaze, our audio engineer, to Khalid B. and Peter Espenson for the music you hear throughout the show. And thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to breathe easy.